Hi, I'm Lisa. Hi, I'm Julie. And this is Two, Two Sober, Sober Chicks. Chicks. We haven't done the... Pew, 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 pew. No, we haven't. In a while. All right. So what are we doing? So I just want to say, if anybody wants to send in a topic for conversation, they want to hear us talk about something, you can email us at gmail to the number two soberchicks at gmail.com you can also listen to us on soundcloud and on our facebook page which is at sober chicks recovery perfect and we're gonna do what we did um last time on the show last week <laughs> on episode seven um we uh cut up a piece of bunch of little pieces of paper and we wrote down topics so i'm gonna pick one That's a real sound effect. It's not fake. Disease model. I don't know if I like this topic. But anyway, that's... Well, what do we do when one of us doesn't want to talk about the topic? Because there's only two of us. We don't have like a Dealer's third. choice. Well, why don't you pick another one? No. It's okay. No, we'll, we'll discuss this one. Okay. I don't know what I have to say on this because okay. I don't know much about that. All right. So I was speaking at a uh, rehab facility that I volunteer at. And after I did my lecture, one of the clients asked me if I believe that alcoholism is a disease. My response was, I don't believe that we choose it. Mm -hmm. I believe that we're born with it. I don't believe we have control over it until we're exposed to a solution. And we will never be in remission. And what I mean by that is I can never safely drink again. I learned that from my relapse. I take a drink of booze and my brain just says more. So to me, it fits the disease model in that criteria, but I'm still not 100% on board with the disease model in its full sense. Is it in the DSM? Alcoholism? I don't know. I know that um, sexual addiction was in some of them and then was recently taken out i don't know if it was put back but i don't know if alcoholism is listed in there that would be interesting to find out if it was um oh i'm gonna google it (coughs) excuse me okay um do i believe that in the disease model uh this is a tricky one because i remember when i first came in i was also full of um doubt and i tried to tear everything apart too everything in recovery i usually had an opinion And it was the opposite of what was being told to me because I'm just like that. Um, But I do agree with the theory of, um, you know, when I put alcohol in my body, it it reacts differently. Um, My sisters drink alcohol. They start to feel that feeling and then they stop. That is not what happened to me. Um, So I it helped me a lot, actually, the idea of an allergy just like some people have an allergy to nuts or strawberries or things like that. So that really helped get my head around that. And um, the disease, yeah, like you said, we we don't choose it, just like somebody doesn't choose to have diabetes. Um, It's just something that that we're born with. And I guess you only know that if you start to put alcohol in in your body, so... Okay, so I Googled it. So the DSM is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. I do believe addiction is a mental illness. And so according to the DSM-4, addiction, which is actually termed substance dependence by the American Psychiatric Association, is defined as a maladaptive pattern of substance use leading to clinically significant impairment or distress as manifested by three or more of the following occurring any time in the same 12-month period. One, tolerance. Two, withdrawal. 
three, the substance is often taken in larger amounts, no kidding, or over a longer period than intended. Four, persistent desire or unsuccessful uh, efforts to cut down. Uh, five, a great deal of time is spent in activities necessary to obtain the substance. Six, important social, occupational, or recreational activities are given up or reduced because of substance use. And seven, the substance use is continued despite knowledge of having a persistent physical or psychological problem. I would say it qualifies as a disease. I would say it qualifies. <laughs> a 12-month period. How about a 12-year period <laughs> or a 20-year period? How, so how long were you active in your addiction? Um, I was pretty much a full-blown alcoholic too, right, right from the start. So, um, that's another thing that would make me believe in the disease model. I started drinking at a very young age. I started drinking in high school, um, and maladaptive. That totally describes my, uh, history with drinking because I would drink, I would become violently ill. I would swear I'm never doing this again. And within days I was doing it again. So it was a solution that was slowly killing me, but I couldn't stop doing it. So, and I, yeah, I think 25, I have to think about it. 25 years anyway, for sure. Yeah. Mine was from start to finish seven, but I would say in the first two years, um, I was blissfully ignorant of hangovers and those kinds of things. So I really enjoyed it for the first two years. It like changed my life. (laughs) I loved it. And then I, it talks about in our book, Crossing the Invisible Line, when it turns into full-blown controlling your yeah. life. And that happened about two years in. Yeah. And then the last five were pretty horrific. The last two, two to three in particular were pretty bad. But I got sober at 33. I'm now 40. So that's, mm. I'm really glad I caught it when I did because I see a lot of older folks come into the program and they mm. just look at us younger folks and they're like, man. You're lucky. What I would have done just to have that many more years of sobriety. Yeah. Um, And I came in and then things didn't work out the way I wanted. So I said, screw this program. And I went back out and I started drinking again. And that's when I really became aware of, um, you know, we hear a lot in AA. um, This is a progressive disease. So although I was a a full-blown alcoholic from the time I was 16, I was drinking alcoholically and behaving alcoholically. And I, and I do believe it it stunted my um, emotional growth uh, at that, at that level um, for many years. Um, When I went back out and started drinking again, it definitely progressed very rapidly. Um, I had always thought I was a social drinker until I came to AA and realized, you know, well, maybe that's not what I would term it. You know, I'd go out on a date and I'd say, do you want a glass of wine? And they'd say yes. So I'd order a bottle. (laughs) Because, you know, I know I'm going to want more than one. And, And women would look at me and go, I thought you said just a glass of wine. Yeah, well might be good enough for you, but that's not going to happen to me. Um, yeah. And after, when I went back out, um, I started, uh, it, it progressed and I started isolating. So it was becoming dangerous for me cause I was alone. So it was becoming dangerous for me to drink out in public. So I started to stay home and drink more. That's a lonely, sad life. Yeah. You mentioned um, sort of stunting your emotional maturity when you started drinking, and that's something we talk about a lot in the rooms. At the age that you start stuffing down your emotions, when you get sober, you're pretty much back to that age, which makes a lot of sense. If you're going to stifle something or oppress something, it's going to be waiting for you right when you get back to when you can address it, which is why the 12 steps, I believe, are so important to work through all of those things and to learn how to deal with them because you get just like 
slaughtered with all of those things you've been pushing down once you get sober and what do you do with it not drinking is one thing and we talked about that in a previous podcast but having a design for living and knowing how to tackle the emotional spiritual psychological elements of it along at least with me therapy which is outside of the program with a therapist which has saved my life and I will I'm that kind of person I will need therapy for the rest of my life because I'm just an emotionally intense person Mm -hmm. and I need to have a holistic sort of recovery from all different angles so I highly recommend therapy um, in conjunction with 12-step work Um, my sponsor was amazing that way always saying you know I'm not here to give you who am I to give you advice Um, I can I can guide you through how I would work the steps to apply to this situation or if it was something really serious like you know, sexual abuse, uh, assault. Um, he was very good at saying, I don't have any experience with that. And I really think that you should seek outside help and seek counseling. So, and that was great because it taught me also to have that in my head and my toolkit when working with other sponsees, um, reminding me that I'm not here to give advice. Um, I'm here to guide through the, t- through the steps and show somebody else how I use those steps in everyday living. And you also mentioned um, when we come in, we're emotionally stunted. our growth is emotionally stunted. I think in the beginning, that's why I found it so difficult to follow these suggestions, these um, suggestions that a sponsor would give because I was emotionally probably 16 or 17 years of age. So what do we do when we're 16 or 17 years of age? We rebel against authority. So anytime, you know, a sponsor or somebody older in the program was telling me what to do, I often didn't like it just because I didn't like being told what to do. So as the years have progressed and I've stuck around um, the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, um, things have definitely gotten easier as my mind relaxed and opened up. And I stopped fighting the program or analyzing the program or decoding, deciphering the program and just relaxed into the program Mm -hmm. and followed people's suggestions and advice. It got better. Disease model. I say yes. (laughs) I say mostly yes. (laughs) I'm Lisa. I'm Julie. This has been Two Two Sober Chicks Recovery. That's right. You got it. Or whatever. (laughs) I don't think the word recovery is in there anymore. We'll get better at it (laughs) someday. It'll always be this bad. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for listening.